It's showtime! On today's episode of the Dear Passenger Podcast, we'll be asking, will Nikhil Harry still be a Patriot when the season starts? Will the Patriots offensive coaching staff be the Patriots' downfall this season? Is Baker Mayfield underrated? How far are the Patriots behind the Buffalo Bills? How bad was the Shaq Mason trade? What team has the best chance to win the AFC? What positions has the most questions on the Patriots roster? And was Luke, was Luke Sawhook correct when he said that the Patriots wide receiver group is gross? Does Russell Wilson make the Denver Broncos that much better? And lastly, how important will team chemistry be for the Patriots this season? The Dear Passage Podcast is an association with RayRoute.com and the Dean Blundell Network at DeanBlundell.com, sponsored by the Newsbreak app. Support the Dear Pats Nation channel by downloading the free Newsbreak app from the link that we left in the description. The Newsbreak app is a dynamic app that uses your geolocation to collect all of your local news all in one place. So help the podcast and get yourself a great app by downloading the Newsbreak app from the link that we left in the description. And just as an added bonus, you can follow me on the Newsbreak app and get exclusive content. Never miss a video or a live stream. Subscribe to the Dear Pats Nation YouTube channel and hit that little notification bell so that you know every time that something is happening on the channel. Follow us on Twitter at DPN underscore or DPN at RayRouteWeb and check out our website, RayRoute.com, for new videos, podcasts, episodes, and uh, merch. Don't forget to check out our Patreon page over at www.patreon.com slash Sports For $5 a month, you'll get an exclusive stream every week and a chance to ask questions and make comments on every episode of the Dear Pats Nation podcast and the Dear Pats Nation live show. Plus, you get to hang out with us every second Friday for the live show and the virtual Patreon hangout. Head on over to patreon.com slash Sports and become a member today. Download the Dear Passage podcast every Monday morning at 7 a.m. on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Castro, Google Podcasts, RayRoute.com, and DeanBlundell.com. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ray Routes, and I will be your host today. And with all that being said, let's get this show started. And with that, we'll get a little bit more of a chill vibe going on in here for the podcast. What's going on, everybody? Ray Route here. Having a great time on the Dear Passage podcast. A little bit different than we've done in the past. Live shows will be me and Mike and a smattering of guests. And the podcast will just be me as we kind of roll through the punches here and uh, have a little bit of a good time talking about football. And I know that we're three minutes in, so you guys want to get this started. Let's start it out. Will Nikhil Harry still be a New England Patriot when the season starts? Listen, I spent many of years since the Patriots drafted Nikhil Harry trying to defend him, saying that he's going to get it together. He's going to become a big part of the Patriots' offensive system. I waited and waited and waited for him to break out and show the world that Bill Belichick didn't make a mistake. However, three years later, what has Nikhil Harry proven? What has he shown? What has he done to make us believe that suddenly he's going to look like an NFL quarterback? I don't know about you guys, but that is very concerning to me. I do want to point out, too, because I know a lot of people like to look at it and call him a draft bust. I think that you have to... 
I understand that he was a first round draft pick, but I think that the the expectations were blown out of proportion by Patriots fans because the Patriots over evaluated Nikhil Harry. So I want to put that on the table. But when it comes to Nikhil Harry's status on the Patriots and when you go through the list, Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers, Nelson Aguilar, we know that they're better than Nikhil Harry. The Patriots just traded for Tyquan Thornton. Let's assume, or drafted Tyquan Thornton. Let's assume that he's going to be better than Nikhil Harry. The trade for Devontae Parker, I think, was the telling sign that Nikhil Harry was done with the Patriots. Because Devontae Parker is what the Patriots hoped Nikhil Harry would turn into. And I mean, you're just, you're seeing it, right? The Patriots are focusing on team chemistry. Bonding. Everybody showing up to OTAs. Everybody participating. That offense working out in the offseason. Who's absent? Nikhil Harry. Now, I don't know if Bill Belichick is trying to find a trade partner. I don't know if he's going to be cut. But I will say right now that there is zero chance that Nikhil Harry is a New England Patriot in 2022. Maybe he shows up to camp. Maybe they try to showcase him in the preseason. But, I mean, at this point, the entire NFL has to know who Nikhil Harry is, right? Like, they're not going to shock anybody in just year four. He's suddenly going to get it together, one of those late bloomers. Impossible, Right. I'm somebody who usually tries to stay as positive as I possibly can when it comes to the Patriots. Positive and realistic. I think that sometimes as Patriot fans, we get too high. And uh, for the most part, though, Patriot fans get way too low. When it comes to Nikhil Harry, it's hard to find the positives. I mean, everybody knows I gave up on Nikhil Harry last year in that Buffalo Bills game when he fielded the punt with his face. That was it for me. That was my effort. We could have got Debo. We could have got DK, whatever. Nikhil, I think that you got every opportunity in the world to try to become the number one receiver on the Patriots. You got every opportunity in the world to prove that you were an NFL wide receiver. And I think that you failed at every turn. So no, he will not be a Patriot next season. Will the New England Patriots offensive coaching staff be the downfall of the Patriots this season? And again, trying to stay optimistic. I think I have no choice but to turn around and use the famous in Bill we trust. I will say, though, that in Bill we trust, this is one of the most difficult ones because I look at that group of Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. I mean, I know there's a smattering of other coaches in there that are probably qualified and good coaches, but I look at Joe Judge and Matt Patricia. Patricia, who had great moments as a defensive coordinator for the Patriots, but also had brutal moments. Joe Judge, who was the special teams coordinator, I think he became the wide receiver coach's final year, and and both of them were disasters as head coaches. Patricia, obviously, with the Detroit Lions. Joe Judge with the New York Giants. I know Joe Judge is a former quarterback. I believe that Brian Hoyer is on this team. And he'll make this roster this year, despite the Patriots drafting what we believe is going to be the future backup quarterback of the Patriots. He's going to be on this team to act as a mentor and a quarterback coach to Mac Jones. 
I also think it's only a matter of time until Brian Hoyer takes off the shoulder pads, puts on a polo, and becomes a real coach for the Patriots. But even me, who's been known as one of the biggest Bill Belichick fanboys on the market, even I'm having difficulty putting my faith in this coaching staff and trying to defend what Bill Belichick is doing here. I wish I could. I wish that I could turn around and say, like, yeah, no, I trust Bill. Yes, Bill Bill has it under lock. But I can't. And I can't because... How can you look at Patricia and judge and have faith? You look at the roster, Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith, the, the, the running back core stacked. Mac Jones, second year, had a great rookie season, putting in the work in the offseason, ready to take a big step forward. You got Nelson Aguilar, Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers, Tyquan Thornton. I mean, I'm not saying that the Patriots wide receiving core is, you know, the best in the NFL, but I think they're solid. I don't think it's going to be an execution issue if the Patriots struggle this year. If there is a downfall, I do believe it will be because of that offensive coaching staff. And Bill Belichick's going to have to take it on the chin, and he's going to have to take pure accountability and responsibility for it. Is Baker Mayfield underrated? Yes. It's a giant yes. I think there are so many people out there who... What make Baker Mayfield on this, just this bottom rung of the ladder? What we've seen out of Baker Mayfield is a guy who came out, looked impressive in his rookie season. Now, it was a moderated rookie season. He didn't play the full year, but he looked impressive. He kind of struggled his second year, but then he got better and better. And now going into his fifth season, Deshaun Watson, now Cleveland Brown. Obvious upgrade by Cleveland. Let's not go crazy here. But I think a lot of people need to take Baker Mayfield's injury into consideration. The guy was playing in absolute pain last season. He was hurting. And because of that, I think that because of that, I believe that people are are taking a guy playing through injury that was obviously suffering because of injury, being like, well, that's who you got in Baker Mayfield. And I understand the beef between him and Odell Beckham Jr. Maybe Jarvis Landry, and that's why Jarvis Landry is no longer a Cleveland Brown. Now, I'm not saying that Baker Mayfield is a, you know, top 10 quarterback in the NFL, but he's got to be a top 15, right? On Friday night, we were looking at the leaked quarterback Madden ratings they have him like a 78 which I think is you know Baker Mayfield should at least be in the low to mid 80s again he's not a top 10 quarterback by any means but he's not a bottom 20 like a bottom 10 like people have him I think he's a top 15 to 16 quarterback in the NFL I'm not sure why Nobody's interested in him. It could be his contract. It could be because he's on a contract year. Maybe we'll just wait a season and then we can just get him in free agency. Who knows? But I think somebody out there is going to need a quarterback at some point. And I think they're going to be all over Baker Mayfield. How far 
are the New England Patriots behind the Buffalo Bills. Now, let's let's be real here. The Buffalo Bills are the top of the ladder of the AFC East. Uh, in my opinion, the top of the AFC as well. And I'm going to be honest with you right now. Whether the New England Patriots in the next two, three years catch up to the Buffalo Bills will come down to Mac Jones. Now, Mac Jones looked very impressive in his rookie season. I think that there's a reason for Patriot fans to be optimistic heading into year two with Mac Jones. He's not going to be Tom Brady. Let's stop making those Tom Brady comparisons. Let's stop pretending that he's the, the baby goat or the future goat. Some of the narrative that I've heard. Let's call it for what it is, though. He looks like he could be a solid quarterback. We've had some analysts like Lawrence from Lawrence Owen from Coldslaw, Mario from Hashtag Sports, who believe that at some point in time, Mac Jones could work his way up to being a top 10 quarterback. Now, maybe he'll be number 10. I don't think he'll ever be number three. See, the Buffalo Bills are where they are because, well, they have a great roster. Gabriel Davis, Stephon Diggs, Jamison Crowder. They just brought in Cook. They got a great defense. But Josh Allen is one of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the National Football League. So for the Patriots to catch up with Buffalo, yes, they have to keep building their roster. They have to keep hitting the draft. But this is the NFL. And we all know what happens in the NFL. You need a quarterback. And you need a quarterback who can play at elite levels. Now, we didn't see Mac Jones play at elite levels in 2021, but we shouldn't have. He was a rookie. But I do believe that if Mac Jones can continue the progression, now he's not going to take this huge jump and suddenly develop a skill set that we've never seen before. But the skill set he possesses, which is NFL caliber skill set. As that continues to improve, he can start playing at those elite levels. He's in the perfect system in New England. And because of that, they have a chance in the next year or two of catching up with Buffalo. But it's all going to come down to Mac Jones. It doesn't matter what the Patriots do. It doesn't matter the weapons they get, the defense they build, the coaching staff they have. If Mac Jones doesn't continue to progress and take that leap, they'll never catch up to him. However, I have faith that they will. And I have faith that Mac Jones will improve. So how bad was the Shaq Mason trade? Listen, New England Patriots fans, Pats fans, Patriots media, stop acting like Shaq Mason was an all-pro guard. I saw a tweet that came out over the weekend that said, Shaq Mason was a top three guard in the NFL and the best player on the Patriots roster. They didn't even identify him as the best offensive player, the best player. So because the Shaq Mason trade, which let's admit was a little bit strange, because Bill Belichick traded him away, he has suddenly become the end-all and be-all. He is the epitome of what an NFL guard should be. And when you ranked importance on the team, he was better than Mac Jones, Matt Judon, Devin McCourty. He was better than Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers, better than Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Harris. Are you guys out of your mind? 
listen, I'm not sitting here fully grasping the Shaq Mason trade. I think that from a salary cap perspective, they could have figured it out. They could have kept them. I get it. We all know that Bill Belichick would rather move on from a guy one year too early than one year too late. I will understand people who say it's baffling or befuddling. I've seen lots of words. I'll, I'll get with you. I don't get it either. But the argument that I'm seeing, first of all, Patriot fans complained to me a lot about Shaq Mason while he was a guard with the Patriots. Suddenly the Patriots season is over because Shaq Mason is gone. He wasn't Joe Tooney. I don't rank him higher in importance than David Andrews. The Patriots have drafted Cole Strange, who's an NFL-ready guard. Mike Onwenu has been waiting for his opportunity to become a regular part of the Patriots' offensive line. He's been basically playing as a swing tackle and been a part of that tackle rotation. We've heard that he's better interior than he is as a tackle. I need to know. I, I don't understand. This is, what's more befuddling to me than Bill Belichick trading Shaq Mason is how angry Patriots fans have become because of it. So what team has the best chance to win the AFC? Listen, I understand what teams have done. I know that Devontae Adams is a Las Vegas Raider. I understand that Russell Wilson is a Denver Bronco. Matt Ryan is an Indianapolis Colt. Deshaun Watson's a Cleveland Brown. We saw the draft picks that the Jets made. We saw what the Dolphins did. We've seen it all. Tyreek Hill over in Miami now. The loaded AFC is still a three-team race versus the Buffalo Bills, Kansas City Chiefs, and I'm going to throw in the Cincinnati Bengals. I think Joe Burrow is going to be better than he was last season. He has the experience of a Super Bowl loss. He has the experience of a season. He's got connections with his wide receiving core. Patrick Mahomes could be the best quarterback in the NFL. I happen to think it's Josh Allen, but he could be. And then again, the Buffalo Bills. You know what all three of those teams have in common too? Great coaching. So you got the dynamic of great quarterback play, great coaching, chemistry, yeah, Denver's going to be better. The Chargers are going to be in the mix. The Raiders are going to be in the mix. I think the Colts are going to be there. You know, maybe the Patriots are no, they're not going to compete for the AFC, but then you got the Steelers, the Ravens. See what those two teams look like. But at the end of the day, it's a three-team race. The more I think about the loaded AFC, the more I think it's loaded. But it's not as loaded as people maybe want it to be. Buffalo Bills are a complete team. Offensively, defensively, special teams. The Bengals were short an offensive line. Well, they got Joe Burrow an offensive line. They improved their defense. You could argue that the Chiefs took a step backwards, but again, we've seen in the past the New England Patriots take a step backwards, but Tom Brady elevate the Patriots team. You don't think that Patrick Mahomes can do the same thing? I know we want to say it's going to be this 10-team race, but I think it's a three-team race. What position has the most questions on the Patriots roster? 
I think it's going to linebackers, right? Patriots didn't address it in the draft, didn't really address it in free agency, kind of. We'll talk a little bit more about that. But I think the Patriots' young linebacking core will make or break this Patriots defense. I want to see what Josh Uche does year three because this is a do-or-die season for him. Josh Uche needs to step up and show that he can be a regular piece on this Patriots team, not a situational pass rusher. Because I don't know if the Patriots are going to be in a situation where they always got teams in a must-pass situation. We didn't get to see Cameron McGrone last season. The Patriots are apparently very high on him and what he can look like. Raquan McMillan, who they didn't get to see last year because of an injury. They re-signed Jawan Bentley. Clearly the Patriots' best linebacker. And there's a smattering of others, but I think those four are going to be the key positions, the key players in that position they are going to make or break this defense. Because when the Patriots run these hybrids with Adrian Phillips and uh, Jabril Peppers and Kyle Duggar playing out of the box, they're going to complement that linebacking core. However, I don't have a lot of questions around the Patriots' offensive line. I think on paper, they're solid. The running back room, solid. The wide receiver corps, good to solid. Quarterback, fine. Defensive line, Christian Barmore, Matt Judon, love it. Cornerback, there's some questions there. But you brought in the Jones brothers. You got Malcolm Butler. You got the safety help with Devin McCourty. Jonathan Jones coming back. I can live with that. But this defense is going to come down to the linebacking core, how they complement the safeties, how they complement the hybrid. Can they get to the quarterback? Can they stop the run? Because the Patriots haven't done that effectively in a few seasons. But if they can, and Belichick can scheme, and they can get there, this defense is going to be good. But it's going to come all the way down to that linebacking core. Was Luke Saha correct when he said that the Patriots' wide receiving core is, quote, gross? And uh, if anybody knows, wants to know who Luke Saha is, he works for the Draft Nerds. He's a fantasy analyst. And I think he said outside of Devontae Parker and Jacoby Myers, the Patriots have nothing but Walmart employees. And we've heard that before, right? The Patriots just go and get Walmart players. Belichick just goes to the local Walmart and picks up a player, right? Those are the same people that say Michael Jordan played plumbers and carpenters. I think there's a lot of Patriot fans who pay attention to the team on a regular basis, who understand the impact that Kendrick Bourne is going to have on New England this season. And listen, I'm not trying to pump up this wide receiving core. I'm not saying that this is the 2020 Kansas or 2019 Kansas City Chiefs with Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill and Pringle. And, you know, this this isn't Juju Smith-Schuster and, and, and Chase Clay, you know, Claypool. Like, th- that's not what this is. But we haven't seen Tyquan Thornton play in the NFL yet. We know what Devontae Parker can do. We know what Jacoby Myers can do. We've seen the development between Mac Jones and Kendrick Bourne. We've seen in the past what Nelson Aguilar can do. So if he can somewhat replicate what he did with the Raiders, I mean, right? And I think Sawhook said something like, Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry are like serviceable tight ends. To me, this is somebody who doesn't pay attention to the NFL. They see it from like that bird's eye view, that thousand foot view, that what do the stats say? What does this say? What are the what do the PFF analytics say? 
And then they, you know, give their opinion based on that. I think that this Patriots wide receiver group will shock a lot of the doubters this season. Does Russell Wilson make the Denver Broncos that much better? Russell Wilson is going to do something for Denver that they haven't been able to do since Peyton Manning, and that's bring stability to the quarterback position. Russell Wilson will not be the catalyst for the Denver Broncos this season, though. Russell Wilson will be, again, will be that stable piece on offense. Russell Wilson will complement the Denver Broncos' elite defense. I'm expecting Denver's defense to be one of the best defenses in the National Football League this season. So all Russell Wilson has to do is be serviceable, and he'll be beyond serviceable. I mean, Russell Wilson's a good quarterback. Now, I also believe that Russell Wilson may be a little bit overrated. I know people don't want to hear me say that, but I do. But I I think that he'll be good. I think he's got a solid receiving core around him. I think that he puts Denver in a position that they haven't been in again in a long time where he's going to score points. And we could see Denver in a lot of blowouts this year that are like 24 to 3 because of how good that defense is. I think that that defense is going to make Denver elite this year. I don't think it's enough for them to go to the Super Bowl. I think that Russell Wilson will need a year in Denver. But he's going to be a great compliment to that defense. How important will team chemistry be for the Patriots this season? More than probably any year that a lot of young people remember, only that young people remember, and older people may have forgotten. But since before Tom Brady, the Patriots putting emphasis on team chemistry is the best route to take this season. I don't look at this, especially offensively, I don't look at this offensive group and see one like elite player outside of Damian Harris, possibly Ramondre Stevenson. Devontae Parker's 50-50. Injury concerns. If he can stay healthy, he'll be, can be an elite receiver for the Patriots. I don't think Mac Jones is there yet. However, what we've seen from teams in the past, we've seen from the Patriots in the past, is trust and chemistry. Help them along and help them succeed. And I mean, the Patriots players have done a fantastic job of it this year. You've seen the workout videos. You've seen the hangouts, even just going to the club. I mean, you might be like, well, what does going to the club have to do with chemistry? Tons. It puts everybody on the same page. It gets people in the mindset of where they're supposed to be. It gets people understanding each other. It gets people excited it gets people and players wanting to be together. And that chemistry will be seen on the field. So, good on Bill Belichick, good on the coaching staff, but good on the Patriots players for doing what's right and what they're going to need to do 
to be successful this season. And that music means one thing. We're done. Never miss a video or a live stream. Subscribe to the Dear Pats Nation YouTube channel and hit that little notification bell so you know every time something new is happening on the channel. The Dear Pats Nation podcast is in association with RayRoute.com and the Dean Blundell Network at DeanBlundell.com. Sponsored by the Newsbreak app. Support the Dear Pats Nation channel by downloading the free Newsbreak app from the link that we left in the description. The Newsbreak app is a dynamic app that uses your geolocation to collect all of your local news all in one place. So help the podcast and get yourself a great app by downloading the Newsbreak app from the link that we left in the description. And just an added bonus, downloading the Newsbreak app, well, you get my exclusive content. Never miss a video or live stream. Follow us on Twitter at RayRouteWeb and check out our website, RayRoute.com, for new videos, podcast episodes, blogs, and the merch store. Don't forget to check out our Patreon page over at www.patreon.com slash Sports. For $5 a month, you get an exclusive live stream every week and a chance to ask a question and make a comment for every episode of the Deer Pass Nation podcast and the Deer Pass Nation live show. Plus, you get to hang out with us every second Friday on the live show and the virtual Patreon hangout. Head on over to patreon.com slash Sports and become a member today. Download the Deer Passage podcast every Monday morning at 7 a.m. on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Castro, Google Podcasts, RayRoute.com, and the Dean Blundell Network. That's it for now. And never forget, you're all legit, kid. the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network.